0: and welcome to part two of our wonderful conversation with Richard Muebesa on personal branding. So in part one, we delved into what personal branding is all about and then we also discussed why personal branding is very important for us as individuals, as leaders, as managers. So in part two, the conversation continues. Listen and let's keep the conversations going. Thank you. So uh, what now I want us to get some sort of clarity or understanding on is if there's a difference between, um, I think you even mentioned something about it uh, earlier on, but let me just put it out there. Um, If there's a difference between your personal brand and that of your organization, and I'm asking this particularly for those who have been with a particular organization for a very long time, or they founded that organization, they are the the entrepreneurs, those who founded a business. So most of the time you see that uh, whenever they are talking about a person, they are talking about the organization, but is there a distinction or should there be a distinction between your personal brand and that of your organization? Uh,
1: Thank you, Michael. That is a very deep question and a very interesting one. Uh, Yes, there is. A difference between your personal brand and one of your organization. However, there is a point where the two brands interlock. Just for affirmation, I'll repeat that. There's a point where the two brands interlock, your organization and your personal brand. One, a brand is deeper than the logo. It's deeper than the images we portray, or we see the logo, I say the colors and the like. Um, I mean, your the brand is more about what the world sees and what the world experiences, not what the organization or what the person says. For emphasis, I'll repeat that. It's more of what the world sees and what the world experiences. Now, if you understand that aspect about uh, sight and about experience, it means that because we are human beings, as I mentioned earlier, we are also emotional in nature and we need to connect. If we are connecting, we have to experience because we are people that feel and because of that feeling within us, we we associate. Going back to the point, uh, personal brand is personal in nature. It is your own image, your own identity as a person. Now, because of that, uh, you... Interlock with people because the organization is a number of people, it's not just the, the logo, it is people that you work with in that company, that uh, space be it a village. Uh, I'll take an organization broader in terms of a village, in terms of a town, in terms of a city, even companies uh, for the lack of a better word. That said, uh, the brand uh, of the company goes down into the values, into the missions, the visions. And the code of conduct, the rules that uh, distinguish it or define it as an organization. Now you find that if you go into a certain town, that town, defaultly, may not even know subconsciously that they are known for a certain thing. For example, you know Venice is called the city or a city of love. I mean, because of the way they they, they live. If you go to Paris, Paris is known as a city of love too. I mean, I mean. This is, this, is, this, is, this is a town, I mean a city in France, and it has its own identity. And there's a way people there behave, and there's a way people there live, and there's the way that people have basic values and ethos that define them. Even countries are brands, because this denotes their cultures, their feelings, the way they, they relate with others, their identities. So it is deeper. But key to note here is that where does the personal brand interlock with the organizational brand? I mentioned earlier, there's a level of your personal statement or personal constitution. I mean, for example, you, there will always be a conflict. If at all your personal constitution, your personal statement as an individual does not subscribe to the values, to the vision, to the mission and culture of a particular organization. Why? There will always be a disconnect and there will always be a fight. Once that does not connect or interlock, then that means the two brands are not going to work together. You'll tell, for example, which is something interesting, that if you put three people from a particular organization within a crowd and you give them music to listen to, you will be surprised that these three people may almost seemingly dance in the same style out of that crowd. That experiment is quite interesting because brands bring about what they call identities. And yes, your personal brand is different. But guess what? There's a point where it interlocks within the organizational brand. Why? Because we are all unique. Look at it like a lamp every personal brand is a lamp with a different color but these are colors brought into one place that is why when you bring personal brands together into one organization these personal brands uh, uh, bring about what they call what they call uh diversity and this diversity is what brings sanity because the world will be boring why do you think a rainbow michael has how many colors I think are they seven or nine i don 't remember my <laughs> my Sunday school at Nassareet schooling. I mean a rainbow is not one color. a rainbow has multiple colors red, yellow, indigo. I may not remember them very well, but I mean it's beautiful because of its diversity within the colors. So just to give uh, context here and uh, to explain it well is that the brands are different, personal and organizational, but they will always have to interlock and then are together because people want to belong. And because they want to belong, they will always associate and belong to those organizations that subscribe to their individual personal statements, defaultly, subconsciously, or intentionally. Uh, thank you, Michael.
0: Yeah, Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Uh, so I, I like how you explain it that the different personal brands or the different individuals um, coming together kind of intertwines within the organization. Um, I think that is what, if you did your MBA or you studied administration or you did organizational culture, they call it a called organizational culture uh, because the individuals coming together forge a unique um, culture for the organization. Uh, So my follow up question will be that, You've you showed us how there's a difference between the personal brand and that of the organisation, but there's also a place where they melt together at some point. But my follow-up question will be: Can one influence the other? For example, can your personal brand influence the organisational brand in some way, or culture or brand in some way, or can the organisational brand or culture also influence that? of the individual when they come together is there any influence can one influence the other
1: absolutely michael these two brands will always influence each other how Um, because we subscribe to the statement i mentioned earlier to belong everybody wants to belong that's why you see uh people as human beings quite very interesting they will always want to belong to something that they perceive of value of importance. Uh, people even subscribe to gangs, they join gangs because they want to belong. People uh, I mean they join uh, sports clubs or they join uh, different clubs because they want to belong to be identified, yes, with those particular uh, uh, clubs. Uh, people also uh, uh, make uh, uh, choices. To 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 define and build logos and even build uh, sets of of languages and sets of values that define them. So the two always uh, interlock. But remember, uh, brands are not virtual, as people may perceive them. Brands are people themselves. Michael is a person, individual. But if he joins thirty other people under a logo of a brand called x that becomes an organization it means michael is relating with these other 30 people so that then implies that what he brings to the table in terms of his need to belong to that organization x becomes influencer to the others then the other 30 people also brings something to the table guess what these are now different Elements interacting with each other to have one single identity organization called X. So it means these other 30 people will influence Mike or the one person, and the other 30 people begin to influence each other. Now, when you put all that together, that becomes what they call a culture, organization culture. That this becomes a set, sometimes not written or defined or documented, but it, be, it then defines what we call behavior, yes? So that when someone looks at you, they say this is now organization uh, citizenship behavior, that you 30 people, 31 people, including Michael, begin to behave in a certain particular way because you are interacting with each other. The diversity is now mixing each other so that the rainbow becomes complete with all the colors it should have. Then that, denotes that Michael as one person and the other 30 people are now influencing each other to come up with an identity that defines organization X. So when you're mirroring and projecting this image to the world out there, these people will always look at you and say, yes, this is what these people stand for. And remember I said consistency is what develops and Bridges brands. Because today you cannot say that you're a brand that is subscribing to delivering this value, and tomorrow the other value. Yes, you can have diversity in values, uh, of value that you bring to the table. But remember, the world should be able to recognize you. Mercedes-Benz. If you look at their crest, that logo, people will know spot on when they look at that Mercedes-Benz logo. They will know, They will see comfort. There are people who will see, um, say, I mean, convenience. They will see lifestyle and status. And I mean, that brand is not just the crest. The brand is the people behind the crest that manufacture that product. Remember, the value that comes is not just the Benz itself, but is the promise of the value that someone will experience and say, when I drive the Mercedes Benz, comfort, I mean, status, lifestyle, and sophistication so those people whatever number they may be that go and manufacture that mercedes-benz car are delivering value through that object called the mercedes-benz vehicle and the crest that is it sir
0: yeah thank you thank you richard um i just want to add some a bit to rate especially as we will be we are talking to leaders is that um i mean this takes me back to my mba mba classes uh where we're talking of organizational culture and then even in the subsets, you you get to learn that even as a leader you have a strong influence on your team because your team follows you so your your brand in a c also kind of wraps off on the people following you That's why you sometimes see that when there's a change in leadership, there's a slight change, especially if it's within a small team, in even their approach to doing things because everything starts to flow from, okay, how does this leader work? How does this leader conduct himself or herself? And then that also has a way to affect um, the others. So that's the influence we were talking about. Um, If you look at someone like Richard Branson, um of virgin you look at it and you see that okay the stance he pulls out the the boldness that he he the, the public display bold public displays that he does all these things have come to become synonymous with virgin so whenever they are piloting something new you know it's going to be bold you know this guy is going to go all out because of what the leader is known for So this is very, very good. This is very, very powerful. So now uh, we've been talking a lot about personal branding, personal branding. So the main question, the question of the day is how do you build a personal brand and any pitfalls to avoid, Richard?
1: Uh, Thank you, Michael. Uh, I love this part because that's where the action is and the fireworks. One, in my book, Out of the Crowd, I... Ask the question, are you relevant? Brands are about relevance. And relevance is about projecting value. And value has to be maintained uh, for it to be able to become uh, perpetually uh, important. I Remember, I will still emphasize, Dale Carnegie says, make me feel important. How do you make people feel important? There are ways you can develop and build your personal brand. I have an acronym in the book, That says, Ebo, the essence for attitude. In order for you to build your authentic personal brand, you must have a good positive mental attitude. Michael, a negative attitude stinks anytime, any day. I tell you, disappear like you've seen the plague the moment you are surrounded by negativity. Negativity seeks company and guess what? It always gets it. And it will drain your soul that you will wake up every day feeling you do not want to hey, wake up. You'll wake up feeling lazy. you wake up feeling uh, tired. Disappear whenever there's an atmosphere of negativity. Run for your life. Run for your life. Run for your life. I've repeated this three times for emphasis. Surround yourself with enthusiasm and disappear from negative people. Your attitude has to be perpetually positive. Why? Because it is the one that is going to enable you to project the key virtues or the elements I talked about earlier that are within you. Remember, you don't give what you don't have. So you give positivity. Attitude, okay, this may sound cliche. It's always said, actually, will give you an attitude. But I say attitude will give you uh, a level whereby you'll easily relate with other people and you'll learn how to influence them because you will never make people feel important with a negative attitude. Number two, the B stands for believability. Always be believable in everything that you do. Project a believable demeanor. People want something original. The world wants something that is authentic, that they can believe in. It starts with believing in yourself, that I am designed, I am created as distinct from everyone else in the world. Remember, over 7 billion people were all unique. That's why you have fingerprints, that are unique. Even if you're born as a twin, you're different from everyone else in the world. I'll give you an example here. Uh, Albert Einstein was misunderstood too early. I mean, this guy was catching up on life. At, he didn't speak until he was four years. People could not understand him. The school teachers could not understand him. He was asking weird questions. And I mean, I mean, I mean the, the whole fabric of life had had already written him off as as a laggard but guess what this man was unique he was authentic his personality was deep that even the world could not recognize him is what i call perfect imperfections within the book he is a man who believed in his own self and guess what he defined a theory of reactivity that even professors and the most genius people world over today cannot fathom. Why? Because he believed in himself. And your believability has to be razor sharp and laser sharp. Why? Because that is the prerequisite of reliability. L, learnings. Make sure you sharpen yourself every day. In the book uh, written by Malcolm Gladwell, Outlier, he talks about the 10,000-hour rule, Michael. He says anything that you'll ever want to be good and great at, you have to do for a minimum of 10,000 hours. You have to sharpen yourself. Practice makes proficient. My school teacher, my school teacher, you say, practice makes perfect. There's no perfect world. You have to be proficient. Sharpen. Ronaldo goes the extra mile. There's no traffic jam in the extra mile. Michael. He plays one hour after everyone has stopped playing. And guess what? He's one of the finest. There ever is in the football world. Go look at this side, uh, boxing. Muhammad Ali, the world's greatest boxer, says he used to train and begin counting the sit ups he makes after he begins feeling pain. I mean, this guy was in another league. Look at the guys like uh, uh, Ronaldo da Vinci. This guy is a specialist journalist, what I call a specialist journalist in my book. His brand was out there. He was multiple brands. He was an engineer, an architect, a surgeon, a poet, a musician, a painter. And guess what? The guy was not just good. He was great at all those things that he did because he knew who he was. And he learned every day. He sharpened, he sharpened, he sharpened consistently. He sharpened himself every single day. He stands for exposure, Michael. No one can ever compete with exposure in your personal branding journey. The moment you're exposed, you're going to be magnetic. The world wants a person who is informed. The world wants a person who has value to offer. How are you going to sharpen your elements? Is One, ensure that you travel. You don't have to travel physically. Go on the internet, read, research, find out, be informed about the world, what the world has to offer. Remember, the world has diversity. If you're going to be someone that is going to be uh, recognized as exposed, you have to tickle your imagination to tackle it. And exposure helps you do that. Closed-blindedness and open-blindedness have to disappear. Chapter 6 of my book, I write about imagination and why it is very valuable in your exposure a journey and standing out as a person that has a unique, authentic brand. You have to have a very high level of exposure. Work on it every day, read journals, read newspapers, read magazines, listen, do research. National Geographic, know about your world, nature. I mean, you have to be exposed. I prefer being a person who knows something about everything rather than being a person who knows everything about one thing. I repeat that. And that's the fabric of what I call a specialist-generalist. Be a person who has diverse exposure about so very many things, rather than being a person who knows so much about only one one thing. Lastly, uh, I have an acronym in the book as well saying, own. Everything you're going to do, own it. Have your fingerprints, touch a heart, you leave a memory. Touch a heart, you also leave an experience. Remember, personal brands have to be felt, they have to be experienced. Operate stands for the O. Acronym is OWN, O W N, O stands for operate. Be a hands on person because everything you touch, you're going to leave your fingerprints on it. That's why they say, When you touch my heart, I will remember you forever. Maya Angelou says, It is not the things you do, it is how you make people feel that they will never forget. So touch hearts, leave goodness on the world, wield, W stands for wield, sharpen yourself every single day. I talked about the Malcolm Gladwell, uh, Gladwell's um, 10,000 hour rule. So I'll not dwell on that. So wield, everything you're touching today, tomorrow, and each day after, you become better at it. Every time you do something, the nth time, you become proficient at it. So continue doing that. The nuance, you have to be distinct and profoundly. Distinguishable. You have to be distinct and profoundly original and distinguishable. You have to have your own touch, personal touch. For example, uh, Michael, interestingly, when you give a thousand chefs the same ingredients to cook a meal, guess what? You will have a thousand tests of the same meal. Tell them to bake a cake, all their thousand chefs are going to bake the cake differently. What denotes that distinguishable recipe, that touch of your hand, hands-on? Now, when people see you, you talked about Richard Branson, that as a leader, he influences, yes, people mirror their leaders. And interestingly, they will always be the same. Bill Clinton, it is said that he knew the names of all the people in in the White House that worked with him. How did he pull that off? I have no idea. But he made it a point to say, I must know people. I must do it for the people. So in your nuance, you have to be a person that has that profound uniqueness that differentiates you from all the 7.8 billion people in the world. How you do it, you have to find out. Remember the three questions. Who am I? Where am I headed? And why am I here? What to avoid, Michael? I talked about avoid bad company. Hang around 10 idiots, the 11th idiot. Hang around 10 gossipers, the 11th gossiper. You will be the love of association. Choose your company very well. You have to be intentional about your personal brand. Things to avoid as well is do not listen to naysayers. There are very many, and these people will give you all the many reasons why you're going to fail and why your brand is not going to be of value. Number three. Stop comparing yourself with other people. I mean, this is a hard one to achieve, Michael. People always compare themselves with others. Yes, sometimes you say, okay, it's good to benchmark. It's good to see where you are. But what I'm saying, it's not bad to benchmark. It's not bad to be competitive. But the whole point is, make sure that you understand your level in life because you are in a different timeline. Make sure you learn from the people that have made mistakes before. So that you don't make those mistakes yourself because some mistakes are so costly. Then avoid bad behavior. I'll give you a story probably as I wind up. One time I found rubbish. I was living in apartments. I found rubbish thrown on my veranda. So I said, wow, the neighbors are provoking me. I am going to show them who I am. I prepared a very nice speech. And that nice, that speech did not have kind words in it. Guess what? I did not react. I said, wait a minute. What am I driving at here, Michael? Self-control. In your personal branding, your character is what you're going to always stand on. That is your center of gravity. The moment your character has holes in it, uh, your personal brand is going to die quicker than you tried even to build it. I said, Richard, don't go confrontational. Think about it. You're a good neighbor. I picked my dustbin, put it on the veranda, hoping that one day they would come and throw the rubbish. I waited one day, two days, three days, four days. Two weeks passed. Guess what? My rubbish uh, bin was empty. Guess what? Michael, I've learned something. The moment you trash, your rubbish, you will never recognize it. It does not matter <laughs> because the mind, I think, because you've trashed it, you forget it. <laughs> guess what? That's interesting. I learned it that day. You will never recognize your own trash. <laughs> it's a good one. Eh?
0: Yeah. But yeah. the thing
1: is, uh, one time I woke up and said, okay, what's happening? Why isn't the neighbor throwing the rubbish on my veranda? And guess what? one nice Saturday evening, three black cats. One, I think the three three cats, one was black and white, and the two were black. Were black with a bit of brown. Were in the rubbish, enjoying themselves. And guess what? I said, man, I felt personally embarrassed. I said, okay, if I'd gone confrontational to the neighbors, guess what? The neighbors would have said, this guy is flimsy. I mean, I mean really because I'd written a speech eh? because I didn't the, the speech didn't have kind of words what am I saying here have self control put a speed governor on your emotions put a speed governor on your character on your behavior walk as a person with the right behavior good behavior be a gentleman or a lady for the lack of a better word i mean don't just be a person who goes goes sky high like dynamite at the simplest provocation and guess what in your journey of building that personal brand that is authentic and the moment begins to develop and deliver value you are going to be provoked and poked many times sometimes some days it will feel like you're magnetizing people to come confrontational over you so know what to expect have self-control people i cannot emphasize this your character is what is going to define you. And guess what? The moment your personal brand grows in value, do not let it get to your head. What am I saying here? Disappear from one of the baddest and worst enemies to personal branding. It is poisonous, it is toxic, it kills brands quicker, faster and more efficiently than you can imagine. It is spelled as P-R-I-D-E. Pride can get you in the biggest trouble. What does it do? It narrows your mind. You don't think straight, you think you've arrived. Lastly, when complacency enters the room, guess what happens, Michael? Success automatically goes on vacation and failure on the rampage. I'll repeat that when complacency enters the room, success goes on vacation and failure on the rampage. Never be complacent. Every time that you do something and you think you have arrived, remember that you have just begun. Nelson Mandela says, when he climbs mountains, he realizes that there's another mountain to climb. I mean, because we're human beings and not human doings and live in a state and a time continuum every single day because days fold into weeks, into years, and you have a timeline, always know that there's always something tomorrow has to offer that is better. Strive to be your best. The moment you think you have arrived, that is the day you begin to sink in your personal branding. Thank you, Michael. That's all I had to share.
0: Thank you, Richard. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I think I I picked up three key things from all that we've been discussing um, on how to build a personal brand and pitfalls to avoid. And um, one of one of the key things is that character is the center of our personal branding and two, I should be intentional about personal branding. And then three, I should stop comparing myself with other people. Yes, it's good to benchmark, but my targets, my goals should be based on myself because I'm running my own race my goal is to do better than mine yesterday so it's about me it's about me and it's about me knowing why i am here on this earth and what i want to achieve Uh, so richard thank you very much for joining me today i know if you want to talk about this we can talk for another hour but um our time is up so thank you very much for joining me today to talk about personal building a personal brand Um, I really look forward to having you again on another episode. This has been a very educative session. Folks, you can get a copy of his book, Out of the Crowd, The Ultimate Guide to Mastering the Art of Standing Out on Amazon and Jumia. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, sir, for
1: having me. I am so honored and humbled that you uh, reached out. And I hope uh, what I've shared has been uh, of value uh, to the listeners.
0: It really has been. um, And anyone who takes time to listen, I think will leave with some wisdom nuggets, as I like to call them. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Richard. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. Don't forget to leave comments and feedback on our social media channels. Just search for Talk with Michael Nemo on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. You can also find us on all major podcast platforms. See you all on the next episode. My name is Michael Nanaya Onimo, and I'm out.